Welcome to the Prompt Engineering Podcast, where we teach you the art of writing effective prompts for AI systems like ChatGPT, Midjourney, Dolly, and more. Here's your host, Greg Schwartz. I'm Eldad Satnik Yogev. I am a performance marketer by trade. That career started as a passion curiosity when Google came out of beta or was in beta. I had friends in the California University system who got hold of it early and told me about it. I was living in Tel Aviv at the time. And literally within 10 minutes of playing back in whatever that was, 95, 96, 7, 10 minutes. And I was like, what the hell? This is so much better than anything else that was out there. And so through Google, I taught myself SEO and a few years later made a career change into digital marketing and evolved with everything that's been in the industry. So obviously AI has been something I've been aware of very much, much more so for the predictive analytics. And when ChatGPT came out, I jumped on it, maybe not on day one, but within the first few weeks. And in December, I'd already started playing a bit with it and to see where it could assist in, in marketing, especially in anything, the generative properties for marketing, right? There's so many areas it can go. Um, I was fortunate enough that through networking, I've got a strange name. I was in the LinkedIn uh, webinar that Tomer Cohen was doing, and there was a, a running chat, and some of the names were unique, so it was easy to pick those up and look him up on LinkedIn, and one person replied, and they made the intro to SynthMinds. Uh, and since then, it's been wonderful working with the, with the group. Uh, the main reason I wanted to get in was, one, to obviously help uh, with marketing and what uh, we're trying to do there. Um, but more critically, uh, it was a bit of selfishness. I could see that there's some very bright minds, um, and I could probably learn a lot faster with them. They, uh, osmosis, right, is, is my theory here. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, and we work together at SynthMinds, which I haven't really talked about it to the audience that much, but uh, SynthMinds is an AI consulting shop. We do lots of AI stuff, particularly a lot of stuff using ChatGPT and other LLMs. So yeah, it's, it has been yeah, fun working so, with you so far. Yeah, it really has. And it's amazing the stuff that the, the group's putting together from actual solutions to consulting and integration, how do you bring AI into the business? And I think what we're almost proud of and, and what's inherent in what you've been doing for so long already with your podcast is just education, just yeah. democratizing how, how the hell you use this thing, because so many people out there are completely intimidated and, and we all know the, the media scaremongering that that accompanies this right or wrong but yeah in some areas it's already off and running and i'm a firm believer it's it, like anything it will take jobs but also create them and the ones who latch onto it earlier on are going to be the ones who have a big advantage other times things came around like google or it gave you an advantage this is a game changer yeah. yeah that's Personally exactly and, and company-wise. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Cool. One question I had for you is just what prompts are you using? Obviously, anything you're doing at work, and we don't need to talk about the specific text, but just like yeah. anything you're doing. No, but also, I'm curious know, about for fun or outside of work. The outside of work... You've got me peaked on that one because we were talking about it a bit earlier, uh, but I, I'm big into travel. So I have actually used it to try to, to do some travel plans. Once we know where we're going, such as a trip, upcoming trip to Berlin, what would be the main sites to see? And, and what, instead of just relying on Google Maps to figure out what you can actually do in a day, what's most fine and convenient, I've been trying to, to see if it can assist that way. Did all right. The other ones are movies and I'm a passionate cook. 
just bouncing ideas. I've got these ingredients. What could I make? How do I take this from being Italian style or to Mediterranean? Things that I already know so I can gauge it, but it's nice. I always, I've always enjoyed it. It's a seed. There's two analogies I use often with the people when I share about it. I'm not, and I know I'm not an expert compared to the you guys within the group. It's in points. But one, I compare it any of the LLMs, but specifically ChatGBT, I think it fits more. It's a more apt analogy. It's C3PO. Han Solo hated the damn thing. Unless he started yelling at it, he couldn't get it to work. Luke Skywalker <laughs> understood how to banter with it, and it produced for him regularly. That to me is how you have to approach it. And I love that metaphor. Is- <laughs> I am definitely going to borrow that metaphor. That is phenomenal. <laughs> Thanks. The other one is everybody thinks, oh, it's, I, I think we've gotten so accustomed to speed through the internet, right? And, and just our daily lives that what's occurring is, and especially Google, right? Google gives you uh, choices, but you get to an answer pretty quickly because it's a query. ChatGPT and its generative side isn't always really a query, but you're still, the use cases are you're most likely trying to solve a problem. And so people still want that problem to be solved immediately. And if you take what it gives you immediately, mm, I wouldn't do that. It, it's To me, it's always the seed. It's the catalyst, the, the inspiration. And from there, the banter starts, right? And that's why I gave the other metaphor, because it's really the banter that's going to help you create content. And I am thinking very much in the marketing sense for the how I use it. You know, it's going to be doing those sorts of things. What marketing content, since I actually, I do not know marketing very well, as, uh, as a number of people in my audience can attest, what are some of the things you're creating marketing-wise? And, and I don't mean what's the prompt, but are you making no, no. LinkedIn carousels or? I'm trying to get to that more visual side of things. Not that I really want to be playing within stable diffusion, mid-journey and so forth, but where I found it to be extremely effective in creating strategic documents. Uh, this is the, my scenario. Here's the company. We sell this. Outline to me what would be the marketing strategy. Channel plans, things like that. Search, social. I know that stuff very intimately. But to think how to present it to, to clients and so forth, that's where it gets to be really effective. on crafting that kind of written material for sharing. This is the strategy. Here's what we're looking at. We targeted these audiences because, and here, and where it's really effective is copy. And uh, blog post is another thing, but it, it's very good for that. But when you get to copy, the ability to churn out multiple versions of what you need. So show me a contrarian opinion that you would throw into a LinkedIn post and make it sound more educational. Make it sound more Gary Vaynerchuk. And, and it's brilliant using these voices. I'll check at times. Tell me if somebody I'm considering it to use. Tell, do you know this person? What do you know? And you can see how much it's hallucinating and so forth and is it going to be accurate. Um, but it, it's crawled, what, about a third of the internet or more? So it knows. And I'll tell you a favorite of mine that surprises people, man. If you want to have some good, solid copy that yeah. has just humor, Tell it to write as Joan Rivers. Really? Yeah. I'm telling every time I've used it, Joan is brilliant. <laughs> wow. Okay. That is not 
a person I would have said, this is who you should channel. But yeah, one one day wow. I was just throwing so many voices at it. And I just said, you know what, let's just try. Because somebody said, try comedians. And oh. uh, yeah, and so, which I've heard before, right? Because then there's much more of a kind of humor and humane human connection mm -hmm. that can be built quickly. And but yeah, I just I was thinking, who do I like? George Carlin? No, he's too acerbic. Yeah, I like yeah. some dead comics. Is what you're finding out, right? <laughs> it's okay. I am a fan of both of them and quite a few other people that are no yeah. longer amongst us. So yeah, yeah. I can definitely empathize. That is an interesting uh, but, technique. Yeah, no, it, it it works well. One of the things that we've I've done numerous times is after writing a blog post because you've written it together. That's when I'll say, give me these different versions of how I would promote this blog post in Facebook, LinkedIn. And within that, that's where it's real ability is to generate quickly. Give me six headlines, 10 headlines. Tell me in the accompanying like one paragraph. It's when you throw in the classic writing styles like contrarian, like informative, opinionated. And so within that, I started to play, okay, be opinionated, but sound like Joan Rivers. <laughs> interesting that's awesome thanks nice so that's yeah that's a very different approach than a lot of what i've been teaching on here that's the much more like specific shot prompting as a technique or role playing or things like that but yeah no yeah, but I, writing I from that. a person's style is is something i've tried but i've never tried specific people and Joan Rivers actually. It, it, oh, yeah. I'll tell you, in the the marketing context or the writing mm -hmm. context, it does extremely well. I like writing more like Hemingway, short, punchy, succinct, and so tell it. Here's the Hemingway style, which you can just copy and paste what you find by googling. What is the Hemingway style of writing? Give that as it, and it knows it already. This is yeah. what I'd like it to be, and it produces pretty well. Um, Claude a bit better at times. I think Claude is just a more natural writer in general. But yeah, but the other one that I was going to say, going back to answer an earlier question, the sophistication of what I've seen with Professor Synapse's chain of reason thought and things like that, they're great. They're very helpful. But for when you're trying to just create something that you can hit with the more general or targeted audience, right? You'll refine it afterwards for, to be targeted audiences. I, I just do quick and dirty things in the sense of two, three sentences to lay out the scenario. Then, so that's a paragraph, right? Maybe five sentences. Then another paragraph that says, here's the context of what I, I, I do or want to achieve. And then the third paragraph, two, three sentences, I almost always say, give yourself a name. If you understand this role and task, Ask any questions before we begin, and then reply. Right? Uh, if you need to, if you need to ask more questions before we begin, ask them now. And what when it replies, it's my check. Right? AC3PO. <laughs> and then I'll say before we even get started, okay, outline to me how we'll approach this. So I've learned that's the technique in a sense, but I don't bury it all into one prompt. Mm -hmm. I'm much more patient. In a sense, of, I, I, because part of me is it's, I enjoy the banter. Yeah. And that's something I've seen that I think a lot of people use chat GPT and I'm going to give it an input. It should give me the output and then I'm done. And like for certain things, especially if, you know, you're building it into a, an app where you're calling the API. Yes. That's how you work with it. But yeah, 
for a lot of honestly, particularly generating one blog post or one email and then turning it into a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. It's a conversation that you have and you go, okay, that's not quite what I meant. Go this direction. Oh, okay. That's yeah. a little too far. Go back this way yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I, I will tell you where I've struggled immensely with it. And I'd love to get your help and James or Joseph. So within the group to see, but whenever I ask for it to, to do something that's a bit more salesy, I don't want it to be an overly salesperson. But man, does it just go into hyper sales mode? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it goes it, straight from whatever sort of normal language to just used car salesman level. Yes, yeah. You can Buy almost now. see the waving arms. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't found a good way to, to turn the knob two degrees, not or 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I wonder if. I wonder, are there any, taking a cue from what you were doing, are there any salespeople that are well known to have kind of the style you're looking for? Obviously not the the crazy buy now. Yeah, I don't know. I always the honest answer, but you're right. I should do some research on that. The only one that pops to mind right now, and it's, it's just because uh, it, it, he's got some good press and bad press like anybody, Alex Hermosi. But supposedly this is a guy who's just gone big time because of some of the success he's had. But he is very genuine that he really doesn't try to sell you. He's just constantly sharing how he did it. And from that, if you want to work with him, you'll work with him or buy his products, whatever he's selling. His, from what I've read about him and, and seen from a few short snippets of videos, he really is pretty genuine about just, yeah, he really just seems to want to help, you know? Interesting. Okay. So I just did a quick Google search and it's coming up with uh, Zig Ziglar is one of yeah, the classic and Dale Jordan, Carnegie gonna, might be in there. Uh, he wasn't actually, but Jordan Belfort. I'm not sure if that's oh, the right wow. pronunciation. Yes. Wolf of yeah, Wall Street. Yeah. The Wolf of Wall Street guy. Yeah. He is a brilliant salesman. Wasn't he? He is the, the movie attests to. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if it's like good or still that kind of used car salesman if you say yes. like Zig Ziglar or whatever. Let's see actually. All right, I just pulled up let me uh, share you know, my it, screen for a second. It'd be interesting. The other one that I've yet to try, I've used it for trying to help with brand building, which is not mm -hmm. an area at all of my foreign expertise. But there's a guy who is called the, the brand storyteller. I think his name is Donald Miller. Hmm. which is much more about the narrative. And I wonder if bringing that in would assist as well. But yeah, let's see. Oh, story brand. Okay. I see what you're talking about. So just as an experiment, I did this one. Just tell me about this awesome new chat GPT course and use sales language, which I don't know. You're the marketer here. Is this like reasonably good or is this just yeah. complete junk? And yeah, leading experts from novice to ninja, definitely. And this is uh, it doing it as Zig Ziglar, which I, I don't know who Zig Ziglar is beyond that he's a famous marketer, but uh -huh. it's a very folksy way of writing. Yes. Well, friend, it's, hold on to it, your hats and glasses. It, he's came out of the school of thought even before Mad Men, right? If, because it was the long form advertorial in newspapers and you can see that's what man 
It's mm-hmm. as exciting as the fresh pot of coffee. You can see somebody should be reading this in, the, in their armchair, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. All right. I'm going to try, what's the name again? Donald. But there's a, look, man, there's some brilliant, uh, sorry, Greg. The, look at the, the third paragraph, the modules. Yeah. Oh, they're crisper than an autumn apple. That's, you know, that's somebody who gets language and how to connect with people. Yeah. And this is interesting because I definitely can see, for example, if you're trying to target in, in the U.S. context, you're trying to target more of a Midwest audience. Mm. This is very similar to the language. Yes. I, but New York, I think, would be like, no. I don't know about this. Yeah, you'd have to make it a much more direct uh, mm-hmm. approach. Okay, one more I just did. Talking like Donald Miller, so the story brand person you were talking about. Yeah. And this is this, interesting. Yeah, but you can see immediately second sentence or a third sentence amidst this world when the promise of mastering technology, right? And she's telling the story. Yeah. 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 That's that is really interesting. It is. I wonder if it's different than if I just said write it as a story or something like that. But mm. yeah, this is very much let me draw you in with this story around what's going on. Yeah. It's not even talking about the course until the third paragraph. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. sorry. It does. It, it mentions it right at the first paragraph at the end, but it's mostly still the story of this course is not just about technology at its core. It's about people. It's about you. It's about understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you the tricks that I've learned over the years is you produce numerous versions, right? It's a research paper yeah. and you'll find little snippets, crisper as, a, as an autumn apple or whatever you like. And that's what you use. You'll redraft it and recraft it to make it to what, you know, what you want it to be. I'll give you a silly example on my own experience, right? 20 some years ago and everything was just taking off. I, my former background was in fine dining and hospitality. I decided to try to sell espresso machines online. And wow. it, yeah, if, if only it worked. <laughs> um, but when you have to fill a website with copy and, and blog posts, it gets a bit difficult. Obviously, the first place I went to was Starbucks. Starbucks has some marvelous literature. I don't know as much now because there are not as many pamphlets and little marketing material, written marketing material lying around. But back then, man, 90s and 2000, and then 90s, 2000s, up to 2007, I would rate it all the time because you'll always find some word that resonates with you. And or phrase, literally two, three things, word coin phrases. And that's what I would bring in. The funny thing was the blog post that worked best for me, I happened to own a dog at the time. So you, know, you get all the email newsletters from the dogs. Anything that was about pet, I just changed to coffee and would rewrite it what? a bit. Yeah. Because that's think insane. about the, emo- the emotional connection of a person and their dog, right? Yeah. All the pet literature is about that. And you find these genres that you can pick at to say, that's where I can get. Because writing in general or marketing in general is about connections. Yeah, It's it's become a much different game than what it initially was taught. But his look at the Peter Drucker and everybody, it was it wasn't it was the communications and so forth of getting people to understand what your offer was. So they would move down what now is called the funnel, right? Back then, it was literally about just, oh, you're aware, you like us, bye. Now, the it's just it's awareness, consideration, and then another step or two. <laughs> and it's not a funnel. 
That's the other thing that is it's completely misnomer. It's like a school of fish. Mm. You don't know where somebody's coming in from, at what stage of the journey they are, how they heard about you. Search, word of mouth, word of mouth, social, TikTok influencers. There's so many paths now to, to get in. Did they, were you retargeting them? Did they land on your website? Now you're following them around the shoes that you see on this, uh, that you saw on Amazon, they're following you around. So that's programmatic advertising. Did they come back yep. through that? It's, that's the minefield. <laughs> but it still goes back that you have to have human written, human connecting a written material. Yeah, totally. Okay, so I wanted to talk about the emotional prompting paper that came out. Hang on, let me just share this screen really quick. So we're not going to go like through the paper in depth, but what I thought was interesting about it is basically that it's, the, the title's a little misleading, I think. Basically what this is saying is you can use emotional language to, you could say, convince to convince the LLM to do what you're asking it to. So where's the example? Yeah, this is an example. So whatever your prompt is at the end, just saying this is very important to my career. <laughs> and uh, they, they get lots of different improvements on different LLMs and all that different stuff. But yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting use and we were talking about it before. This table here talks about the exact things that they tried doing. Yeah. But was there any well, of you, this? Go ahead. You had a great you had a great summary of it, right? You're in a sense emotionally you're using emotion to what's a bad word, manipulate the LLM to produce content. And obviously that what you're trying to do is to get to better output. Yeah, and I think even there there's a lot of cases where you're not even doing much in the way of emotions. Let me see if I can find where are some of the examples of the outputs. Not sure if I can find this quickly. I can't find examples of the output, but that was one thing that I thought was interesting. Their paper says uh -huh. positive words make more contribution. And that actually lines up with what one of the really early prompt engineering interviews I saw mentioned, which now mm -hmm. I can't even remember the woman's name, but she was saying it works way better if you prompt the LLM in a positive sense of please do this rather than negatively so don't do that yes yeah that part i've seen it doesn't like negatives do not do this okay i'm gonna do it <laughs> it's like a teenager <laughs> yeah and especially in some ways it's what's that that quote don't think of a purple elephant or something like that and then of course you're thinking of that yeah. so yeah trying to, <laughs> to align your language to be positive and to be clear that doesn't mean like Yes. optimistic, upbeat, whatever. That means just, I want you to do this thing as opposed to, I do not want you to do this other thing. Yeah. I remember we were talking about this uh, a while ago. I, can't, I think you were part of that conversation. And one of the Sunday calls that Sintwine occasionally does uh, internally, somebody had pointed out an article that said this sort of stuff, that if you're more positive, if you're, oh, good job, and I really like that. And it tends to produce uh, more consistently results that will, you know, because it understands this is what you want. But somebody else pointed out in this article that they had found, that no, it's a robot. It, it may understand that, but you don't need, you shouldn't always be saying please and thank you to it. Because, yeah, and I do wonder, has anybody ever tested, like, what happens if 
if you mix that in, if you don't use it, if does it understand if you stop using it, okay, I'm not doing well. <laughs> I need to improve. That that would be interesting. Cause yeah, I've definitely heard schools of thought of say, please, and I would like it if you did whatever, which frankly gets into some of the language used in yeah. this paper. And then I've also definitely heard people say, I never use please. It works worse if I say please. So I have to yeah. be like almost angry towards it and order it, do this thing, exclamation mark. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, yeah. and it's, it's simple subtlety of language as well, right? I, I would like you, or I would want compared to I need, does it, I think it can pick up on that. And, but what does that mean for what it produces differently? I've definitely that, seen examples where if I say something like this sentence might end in a period or it's a, the sentence might be about this topic versus it must be there's a little bit more adherence it's still not 100 percent. we were talking about the outputs this is some examples of the prompts that were being run to test adding on these chunks some of them are really simple extract the first letter of the input word or write all the animals that are in this following list some of them get much more complicated determine if the sentence is plausible and the sentence relates to sports or modify the tense of a given sentence, things like that. So there's mm -hmm. some pretty, pretty wide variation, but also this is one of the things that I have struggled with a number of academic papers on is yes, that's a great example for a test case, but that's not what, yeah, that's what an engineer might use. That's yes. not what a yeah, lay person. Yeah. Yeah. Or somebody yeah. doing marketing or somebody doing rewriting the email to their boss, whatever. That stuff, I feel like one, it's a much longer prompt, but also two, it's a, often a conversation. And that's when I'm like, okay, I want to test that length of prompt with these techniques. Does it make a difference? Yeah. What problems do you wish you could solve with generative AI of any kind? So it doesn't even images, video, text, whatever, but that, that you have not been able to yet. Ooh. I think my biggest challenge right now is, and I'm putting it into the word context first. It, it, the biggest challenge for me right now is I've come out of a performance marketing background, right? Be it in-house or some lovely companies or agencies, you are normally in that capacity given the assets, right? Now, for a lot of my clients, I have to generate them. And I'm fairly creative. That ability to go from, okay, here's what the strategic, to the written or the visual is really the harder part. I'd like to find a faster way to, to get to that. The other part, knowing how marketing works, is all the variations. And I'll give you a stupid one that exists in display advertising, right? You have all the different banner sizes. Same thing. It'd be great if you could just say, okay, here's my image. Generate it in 300 by 600, 1200 by 9, whatever, all the boom. And there are programs that can do that, like Adobe has something there for that. So it'd be great if AI could instantly make that happen. But then at the same time, also say, okay, I've got my blog post, generate now, don't just generate my LinkedIn post about it. Where's my carousel? Where's my, and that's the stuff that I'd like it to be able to do mm -hmm. faster. Because right now you're still tying together multiple tools or prompts even to try to do it. And you lose a look and feel and those kind of aspects. Interesting. Yeah. 
Canva just released something that can do a little bit of that. You have a horizontal banner, resize it to be yeah. vertical or resize it into an Instagram yeah. square. Yeah. And, and, and Canva actually, stuff. yeah, Canva yeah. does that one pretty well. If you mm -hmm. think that for when you get into display advertising, you have so many different sizes and you don't really need all of them. There's about yeah. six that you really need, but to just have that redone. And because they're so radically different, those six, you have to look where the text is and does the line, you know, how that's the part that if AI could do that, man, it, that would save people time, cut some people jobs too, but yeah, you know, hopefully they can go design some better things than just exactly. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to find it. Oh, cast magic. That's what it is. Castmagic.io does a little bit of what you're describing because it'll do. I'm trying to see if I can find where their demo is, but it'll take your, so it's obviously for audio. Mm -hmm. So we use it a little bit with the podcasts and yeah. it'll basically like generate tweets and some social posts directly from the audio transcript. Like it'll transcribe the audio and then just say, okay, here's a bunch of tweets. Here's a bunch of, I don't actually know if it does Instagram, but. I know it does Twitter and LinkedIn specifically. Not saying that it's the most amazing thing ever, but like it, it does a little bit of what you're talking about. But actually, it's interesting. It doesn't do LinkedIn carousels. I guess in some ways, this is okay. This is like half the step. Yeah. Okay. So it's saying Twitter ready to publish threads, LinkedIn posts optimized for engagement and content for short form clips. But what would I think the step I would at least want, and, and maybe you would, is, okay, don't just give me the text for the LinkedIn post. Give me the actual images yeah, as it, a it, carousel that I can just, yeah, yeah, and then also be able to tweak the text or maybe even chat with it and be like, that's terrible. That's totally the uh, wrong thing to do. The, the, the plethora of stuff coming out, right? It's just too fast. If somebody could create AI that would create the LinkedIn and Facebook carousels, the, the, that would sell quickly, man, because to be able to just say, here, I want to do five slides or seven on this and have it produced, because you're still doing each one, one by one in Canva, in many respects, right? At least from what I'm seeing, I, I've yet to find a faster way to do it. Interesting. I wonder if Canva, because part of their release was that approach of will generate multiple images for you, um, which I've only played with it a little bit. Yeah. But I wonder if you can do, I'm just going to try this really quick. LinkedIn carousel about. They give you templates. They give you templates. And, but I've and even when you click into them, you still only get one page to the template. Here's what you still have to huh. then click to generate the other carousel slides. I have seen somebody who is selling a product that's called the virtual AI agency. And it will generate a lot of your advertising assets for you. I've yet to play with that one, but, and if you look at, if you type Google virtual AI agency, it doesn't pop up. So I'll try to find the link and uh, share it with you after. Thank you for coming on. This has been fun. No, and, uh, a real pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the prompt engineering podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a better prompt engineer. Episodes are released every Wednesday. I also host weekly masterminds where you can collaborate with me and 50 other people live on Zoom to improve your prompts. Join us at promptengineeringmastermind.com for the schedule of the upcoming masterminds. Finally, please remember to like and subscribe.
if you're listening to the audio podcast, rate us five stars. That helps us teach more people. And if you're listening to the podcast, you might want to join us on YouTube so you can actually see the prompts. You can do that by going to youtube.com slash at prompt engineering podcast. See you next week.